Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, January 7th. Shabbat Shalom. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is 20 minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Vayeki, and it means, And He Lived. Genesis fifty twenty one to 26 No, don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he reassured them by speaking kindly to them. So Joseph and his brothers and their families continued to live in Egypt. Joseph lived to the age of 110. He lived to see three generations of descendants of his son Ephraim, and he lived to see the birth of the children of Manasseh's son, Maker, whom he claimed as his own. Soon I will die, Joseph told his brothers, but God will surely come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. He will bring you back to the land he solemnly promised to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath, and he said, When God comes to help you and lead you back, you must take my bones with you. So Joseph died at the age of 110. The Egyptians embalmed him, and his body was placed in a coffin in Egypt. Matthew 6, 1-24 Watch out! Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues 
and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father, who knows what you do in private and your Father who sees everything will reward you. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Psalm 7, 1-17 I come to you for protection, O Lord my God. Save me from my persecutors. Rescue me. If you don't, they will maul me like a lion, tearing me to pieces with no one to rescue me. O Lord my God, if I have done wrong, or am guilty of injustice, if I have betrayed a friend or plundered my enemy without cause, then let my enemies capture me. Let them trample me into the ground and drag my honor in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in anger. 
Stand up against the fury of my enemies. Wake up, my God, and bring justice. Gather the nations before you. Rule over them from on high. The Lord judges the nations. Declare me righteous, O Lord, for I am innocent, O Most High. End the evil of those who are wicked, and defend the righteous. For you look deep within the mind and heart, O righteous God. Yahweh is my shield, saving those whose hearts are true and right. Yahweh is an honest judge. He is angry with the wicked every day. If a person does not repent, Yahweh will sharpen his sword. He will bend and string his bow. He will prepare his deadly weapons and shoot his flaming arrows. The wicked conceive evil. They are pregnant with trouble and give birth to lies. They dig a deep pit to trap others and then fall into it themselves. The trouble they make for others backfires on them. The violence they plan falls on their own heads. I will thank Yahweh because he is just. I will sing praise to the name of El Elyon, the Lord Most High. Proverbs 2, 1-5 My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Genesis chapter 50, and I want to zoom in on a particular verse that's got profound prophetic implications. So let's look at Genesis chapter 50, and we'll start in verse 24 and 25. Soon I will die, Joseph told his brothers, but God will surely come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. He will bring you back to the land he solemnly promised to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. So what he's talking about there is he sees into the future that they are going to be in Egypt for a very long time, for hundreds of years. And eventually, they're going to need to flee Egypt because of bondage and slavery. And he's letting them know ahead of time, God is going to take you out. He'll bring you back to the land that he promised to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God is going to keep his covenant with your your descendants. And then in verse 25, He says this, Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath, and he said, When God comes to help you and lead you back, you must take my bones with you. And literally that happened 400 some odd years later. When they leave Egypt in the great exodus, they take Joseph's bones with them. And where do they end up? They end up in the capital of the northern kingdom, which is ancient Shechem. And today, ancient Shechem is known as modern-day Nablus. And Nablus today is a Palestinian-held city. There is a sign, a red sign, on the one-way road into the city that says, If you are Jewish, do not enter on pain of death. 
Jews are not allowed in to Nablus. There is a tomb in Nablus, or Shechem, and that tomb contains the bones of Joseph. Now, why was it that Joseph made it very emphatically clear that he wanted his bones to be in the land of Israel? It is a prophecy. How so? Now let's jump into Ezekiel chapter 37. And in that chapter, Ezekiel is given a vision. And in this vision, he sees a valley that's full of scattered, dry bones. And they are very, very dry. This is a picture of God's people, both northern and southern kingdom, all 12 tribes. They are scattered to all the nations. And God says to Ezekiel in verse 3, Ezekiel 37, 3, Son of man, can these bones live? And I said, O Lord, you know. And he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. And so I prophesied, and as I was com- as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. And then he said, Prophesy to the wind, and prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Now, if you go to Israel one day, and you go to Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem, which I highly recommend. As you are leaving, you walk across a plaza, you go under a large, uh, like an, uh, not even an arch, uh, a horizontal structure above your head that's supported by columns. And then you walk across the plaza and you go into the museum. And the museum almost feels like a tomb, and it's meant to feel that way. It has no windows, and it's very dark, and as you go through the museum, you're constantly descending down, 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 like you're going down into the the pit. And as you exit the museum, and you walk back across the plaza, and you look at that horizontal cement structure that is supported by columns. On this horizontal structure is a scripture from Ezekiel. And it's one of these verses that's talking about, can these dry bones live? And literally, um, out of the ashes of the Holocaust, the survivors from World War II, the Jewish survivors who survived the Holocaust, who were able to make their way back to Israel, even before it uh, became a state in May of 1945, May of 1948. These are like some of these dry bones that have, that have come back together again and are yet again alive. And so in some ways, this prophecy from Ezekiel has been partially fulfilled with the rebirth of the nation of Israel. 
However, it's not been fulfilled in all of its completeness. What makes me say that? Well, in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 11, Ezekiel gets the interpretation. Who are these bones? Are they just the Jewish people who've been scattered to all the nations of the earth and who have made Aliyah and returned to the land of Israel? Or is it something more? Verse 11, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are... So he's going to give us the definition. Who are the bones? These bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. What what does he mean by the whole house of Israel? The whole house of Israel is all 12 tribes, both northern kingdom, which is the 10 tribes of the north, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, and the southern kingdom, the kingdom of Judah, the Jewish part of the nation of Israel. And so the Jews, many of them, not all, but many Jews have made Aliyah and returned to the land of Israel. And and those scattered bones have returned and have come alive. But there's another big part of the whole house of Israel that's still scattered to all the nations, and that would be us, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, the ten tribes of the north. And so it goes on to say, Verse 12, Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And I believe that's the verse that you will see on that column, that horizontal column, as you walk across the plaza, exiting from the Yad Vashem, that verse. Verse 13, And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and I shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Now coming back to Joseph and his bones. Joseph became the primary tribe, the leader tribe, of the ten nations of the north, the ten tribes of the north. The ten tribes of the north is known as the house of Israel. It is also known as the house of Joseph, or it is known as the house of Ephraim. So Joseph was the the, um, leading tribe of the ten tribes of the north. And so the fact that Joseph is saying, I want my bones brought back to the land, to Shechem, which is the capital of the northern kingdom, the, the capital of the southern kingdom was Jerusalem. The capital of the northern kingdom was Shechem, also known as Nablus, is very, very significant. And so his bones being present in Shechem, now known as Nablus, is a prophecy that God is one day going to bring all of his scattered people back to the land. This idea, this principle, is further reinforced in the rest of the chapter of Ezekiel 37, because we have the two-stick prophecy. And in this prophecy, God is speaking to Ezekiel, and he says, Son of man, take one stick and write upon it for Judah, and for the children of Israel and his companions, and then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, 
the stick of Ephraim are for all the house of Israel his companions. So we have two sticks, two kingdoms. The kingdom of Judah, the southern kingdom, the Jews, and the stick of Joseph, the stick of the northern kingdom, the non-Jews, the ten tribes of the north. And then it continues to speak to Ezekiel and says to him in 37, Ezekiel 37, verse 17, Join them one to another into one stick, and they shall become one in your hand. And when the children of your people shall speak to you, saying, Will you not show us what you mean by this? Say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, that is the northern kingdom, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel his fellows, and will put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, that is, the southern kingdom, the Jews, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in my hand. And so, going all the way back to Genesis chapter 50, that verse, verse 25, Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath, and he said, When God comes to help you and lead you back, you must take my bones with you. It was a prophecy. And so, God is in the process of doing this right now. This has been happening for many, several years now, where more and more there are bridges being forged and built and constructed between Jews and Christians between Jews and Messianic Hebrew roots folks. Um, the bridges are being built. The walls are coming down. Repentance is a big part of it and approaching one another in humility. Um, but he, the Lord is forging this bridge and causing these two sticks that at one time in the past were very far apart from each other to draw near and to come close, because we are of the same stock. We have the same Father. We love the same God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so this is a work of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to close now with this very beautiful worship song sung by Paul Wilbur, and it's called Song of Ezekiel. Please enjoy.
I hear the voice of Ezekiel prophesying to these dry bones. Live again, live again. Those who are sleeping, those in the grave, live again, live again.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 